Wildfire, which is a drama written and directed by Kathy Brady, starring Nora Jane Noon and Danica McGuigan, who very sadly uh, died uh, after the film had finished being made, July 2019, who is really terrific in the movie. So it's a story of separated sisters who are reunited when Kelly, who was listed as a missing person, returns to her hometown in Ireland. Um, her sister and partner are unsettled by the return. She has a tumultuous reputation and immediately starts digging up their garden in the middle of the night. But it gradually transpires that both sisters are digging around in the past, particularly in relation to their mother and the circumstances of her death and what legacy that left with them. And during the course of the drama, as those around them become more alienated, they start to reform a bond which strangely in a way takes them back into their younger selves so here's a clip from a scene in a pub in which they've been drinking and they're acting like they're kind of like their carefree younger selves to the displeasure of others in the pub someone shut the fan up <laughs> you don't know who you're dealing with we girl yeah i do 12th of July, 92. Busy day for you, wasn't it, Jerry? My man told me what you did. Our dad was one of the 26 year bomb killed. She doesn't even remember him. And you look at early release to keep the peace. You might be a free man, Jerry, but you're still a murderer. Alma! Alma! You don't spare me, mess up. Stay high. What are you going to do? Get those fuckers out of here That's it, girls. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, girls. So there's a kind of, there's an overarching analogy um, which runs throughout the film about, you know, the border setting and about separated sisters and about a separated land, you know, partitioned land, and the troubles of the past being both personal and political. I think you heard some of that in that clip. And the first thing to say is that that could be heavy handed and it could be worse contrived. It isn't. And I think it's for three reasons. The, the first one is that the performances are really good. Um, it is, it's interesting, the older I get, the more, you know, when I was younger, I used to think that, you know, every, directors were responsible for everything in a film. And the older I get, the more the more I think I've come to appreciate how much a good performance is at the, you know is at the heart of a movie as much as a good script. And these performances are really good. You believe in the sisters, you believe in their relationship, and you believe in their shared trauma, which is crucial to believing in the kind of I said that central conceit of the film, which is the personal and the political are intertwined. The second thing is that although the revelations of the past are hidden. Their revelation isn't really the it's not a big it's not a big reveal. And what I mean by that is you kind of know or you understand what's going on in the film before you are told what's going on in the film. And the reason you do comes back to the performances, because the way in which the characters are played tells you in their behavior, in their you know, action is character, all that stuff. It tells you what you need to know before you fully know it. And I've always thought there's a difference between, you know, films having revelations, films having twists, films having natural organic progressions. And the, the best m movies are the ones in which the, 
the things that the film reveals later on, you kind of always knew you kind of always understood because they are you know they're inherent in the movie itself and i think that's absolutely true here the third thing is that the film is beautifully shot by crystal fournier and it it looks marvelous i don't know how much it cost i imagine it wasn't a huge amount of money but it looks really really good and what the the way the film looks like manages to do is to get the balance between myth and reality between um, between a remembered past and an actual present and the way in which the immediate world and the world of the past coexist and are intertwined and are both living next to each other so the past is always with us I mean which you know obviously this sounds like a ghost story and and, and I would think that there are elements of ghost story in there and the final thing is that there is a great soundtrack by Gareth Averill and Matthew James Kelly, which works partly because it's so interwoven into the drama that you almost don't, you know, it doesn't jump out. It's funny because when people talk about, if you say to people like, what, you know, what are your favorite soundtracks? They often cite things in which like a big theme will leap out at you. But the, some of the best film soundtracks, and you know, I've spent a lot of time thinking about film soundtracks, are ones that are so organically part of the drama that they, they that you know you don't immediately notice them and i've been listening to this this soundtrack actually you know away from the drama on its own and i find it very haunting very kind of ambient very very impressive so all those elements come together and i felt i found myself very much drawn into the drama and 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 what's most impressive is that it sidesteps all those things that you think when you describe what the film and one describes what the film is the pitfalls you know, that may trip it up, and they don't. And as I said, I think it's because of the way it's performed, because of the way it's directed and written, obviously, but because of the way it's performed, because of the way it's shot, because of the way it, it's... And because of the way it's, it's you know, it's orchestrated, it's accompanied. It's very, I thought it was very interesting. It's called Wildfire. <laughs> 